We hope you enjoy this message from St. Martin C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. Uh, in Wellington for a conference for a couple of days, an education conference to do with the school. And um, while I was there, I happened to be um, up in the morning and as I was getting dressed in, in my room, I flicked on the TV and listened to the AM show. I don't know if you caught this, so this would have been like Wednesday morning and they were interviewing Mike King, a comedian in our country, but also a passionate advocate for uh, mental health amongst young people in our nation. And uh, he was, they were interviewing him because he's returning his New Zealand order of merit to the government because he's so frustrated at the lack of action despite all his passion and all his efforts of what's been going on. And I want to show you a minute of this clip um, and because... Yeah, j- just reflect on this this clip um, this morning. So let's have a look at it. Mike, it's been a huge, yeah. tough and stressful year for so many, and the demands on you at the moment are huge. And what you're doing today, as you said, is very emotional. How are you doing? Because in the voice you sound tired, you sound over it, and you sound frustrated. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, look, everyone says you've got to take care of yourself, right? You know, look after yourself, Mike, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, if I give up, kids die. That's the bottom line. Kids die. Uh, And if I give up and look after myself, then I'm just like the rest of them, you know, who sit in their little wee ivory towers, work from nine to five, go home, pat themselves on the back. Someone has to care. Someone has to be there as a voice for those people who feel like they've lost their voice. And today is all about, you know, taking this back. The reason I'm taking this back is because I want people to know who are struggling that, that I see you. We see you, we feel you, and I'm going to do everything in my power, everything I've got, till my last breath, making sure that whatever government's in power, things are going to change. And if Jacinda and everyone else thinks I'm going away, you're sadly, sadly mistaken. I haven't even begun to fight. But... Mm. What are you, that, that's impressive, isn't it? Do you feel the passion... Yeah, and, and watch the rest of that interview. It's about six minutes long, so I didn't play the whole thing, but that was just like a, a bit of it. This guy is passionate about what he's doing, and that challenged me. No, yes, yes, I agree with his cause, and we need to support his cause, absolutely. I'm, but this isn't about that, okay? So don't hear, okay, we've got to get on board and give to the gumboot thing that he for young people and all that sort of thing. No, no, what, what I'm communicating today is that's passion what are you passionate about are you passionate about the kingdom of God it made me think about well am I going to give myself am I going to give all that I can do to my last breath like like Mike King is for the cause because there is a cause worth giving my life to there's a cause worth giving your life to it's found in Matthew 6:33 where Jesus says these words, "Seek first the kingdom of God." There's this kingdom, there's this life that God has has brought to the world and he's going, "Make this your first priority. Let it be a passion, let it let it shape everything you do. Make a difference in the world." 
because you're living for the kingdom. Be passionate like that. And I know there are lots of people in this church doing exactly that. So this, is, this isn't a beat up today. This is an encouragement. I see many of you passionate about bringing the kingdom of God in your context, whether that's in education or whether that's in um, business or wherever it is you're seeking to transform lives. And that's the series that we're looking at at the moment. How us prioritizing the kingdom of God and what God values and the difference that it makes in people's lives. And we've got to keep this front and center. We've been talking in this series about, well, what are our core values as a church? What is, what is it that, that shapes who we are and why we do what we do? And sort of as a conclusion to this, I kind of want to cycle right back to where we started in this series, is that transforming people's lives by bringing Christ to them and his kingdom to their lives. However we do that, individually or corporately or whatever it looks like, that's our number one priority. That's who we are as a church. Now, we might do a whole lot of other things around the edges, but nothing will change people's lives more than Christ. And all the good that we do and all the love that we give them and all that sort of thing, but it's Christ that they need. Our world needs the kingdom of God. Agrees? Yes. Okay, got a few friends out there. And there, are, there is nothing more important than, than that to give our lives to because it's that that will transform them. Uh, I, as I said, I was at this conference this week and we, we had um, some really high-powered people speaking. Um, Chris Hipkins, Minister of Education, and some you know, leading educators from around the country. And they're passionate about what they do and how they educate our young people. And I go, great. And again, I was thinking, though, but man, there is, there is so much more than just education. There is the character development. There is the eternity that our kids need. They need Christ. And fortunately, there's, um, there's uh, a partnership that Christian schools have with the government, and it's leading many young people in our nation to Christ, which is fantastic. It's awesome. So... We do that at an individual level. I, I pray that you take Christ and his kingdom with you wherever you go. But we also do that at a, at a corporate level. We combine together to run programs and events and things from our church that outreach into our community, seeking to bring Christ's kingdom to the wider community around us, St. Martin's, Christchurch, and beyond. We've got Total Rock that happens here on a Wednesday. I don't know if you've ever seen it. We, we should show you, we should do a video um, sometime, and we could do it for next Sunday maybe, and show you what happens at Total Rock. This, this place is just packed out with people from the community coming and connecting with us, and we get the opportunity to speak into their lives. We have a seniors group that meets um, on, a, on a Thursday morning. Again, just um, people from our community coming in and we're able to connect with them and we're able to share God's love with them. But I know that there is more that God wants to do through this church. I know there's more want, that God wants to do because God is passionate about his kingdom spreading in our communities. Amen? God wants to bring more of his life to the city of Christchurch. And God has brought amazing people here in this church. You're not here by accident. You're part of this 
St. Martin's Church family because God has given you gifts and God's partnered you with other people that you're sitting around right now. And as we gather together, as we strategize together, as we pray together, God will lead us to take initiatives out into the community that will make a difference. So we're on that journey as a church of what that looks like. And a couple of reminders of um, what we've looked at in this series of how we approach that. Here's one. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, it says this. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We start with worship. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, Jesus wants us to prioritize prayer. Why? Because it's in that place of prayer that we connect with his heart. It's in that place of prayer that we hear from him. And as we will look at it a little bit later, God is already working in our community. God is already at work in people's lives. He knows what he wants to do. He's already thought about the best thing for us as Samaritan C3, what we do in 2021 and beyond. So we just need to listen and have our hearts prepared to hear from him and do what he's called us to do, right? We don't need to come up with all the ideas. We may have a whole lot of cool ideas, but it's not about what we want, it's about what God wants. So it starts at a place of prayer. Here's the second thing. Matthew 10 and Luke 10, it's not on your um, scriptures, Joel, don't worry about it. Um, but in both those chapters, you can look at it um, this week, Jesus sends out 72 people. He's got this strategy where he knows that he can't do it all himself. He has to release people to take his kingdom into the villages that he didn't have the chance to go to. So he appoints, uh, he, he puts people in pairs and he says, right, go for it. Um, preach the gospel. Heal the sick. You know, love people. And if they, if they don't listen to you, that's fine. And those who do listen to you, just preach the kingdom of God. Bring my life to them. And I think it's an awesome passage of Scripture because it encourages me that, it's, that I, I get to partner with Christ and what he's doing. And we need to have things in place that not only that we pray, not only that we prepare, but that we think together, we pray together, we strategize together as to how best to reach the community around us, how best we reach Christchurch. So recently we uh, put in place a missions team here at St. Martin C3. And this is a group of people that are really passionate about reaching our local community, reaching Christchurch, and reaching out into the nations around the world. And but hear me, it's not just about this team doing all the work. This team is working with John T and I and Claire and others to go, okay, how do we as a church engage in the community around us? And then we will come to you with um, what God puts on our hearts, but we also want to hear from you. If you've got ideas about what um, we ought to be doing in the community, come and talk to us. We'll process it. We'll work that through as a team. And, and the idea of this is not to sort of bottleneck things, but to release. Release and empower our community to reach our community all the more. Sound cool? Does that sound, sound like a good idea? And as we do that, 
as we do that, I pray that as we partner together, we know that God is already in this process. He's, he's working through this to reach our communities more. Now, the other thing that um, God drew my, drew my attention to this week as I was at this conference is that, uh, and it's seen in these scriptures, is that some people will be prepared to receive the message that we have, and some people won't. Yeah, yeah, is that your experience as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and probably the majority of people out there, to be honest, are not really that open to receiving the message. And, and yet we've got to keep sowing because some will. Uh, at this conference that I was at, we had the speaker, Chris Morrison, who's actually a lawyer with Perry Field here in Christchurch. And, um, and he was presenting how the government are actually putting onto us um, as schools a whole lot of regulation around um, human rights and uh, inclusion and tolerance and all that sort of stuff and how we've got to be really careful in our language and what we teach and all that sort of thing. And, um, and yet we also have legislation that says that we as a Christian school can hold on to um, our distinct Christian values and our, uh, what we believe God has revealed about how we are to live our lives. Now, you hold those two pieces of legislation up, as he would admit as a lawyer, and you go, hmm, there's actually some fundamental clashes here. And in the next few years, this is going to be challenged. And it's probably going to be his face, you'll see on the news at some point, um, because there are some clashes. And we as uh, a, a um, schools network, a Christian schools network, are pretty determined to hold the line on what we need to hold the line on. Um, but we are aware that we live in a nation that is becoming increasingly secular and we need God's wisdom and we need some really sharp people on how to answer these questions and the courage to stand our ground. And that's just an example in the context that I, I was faced with this weekend, um, we've been encouraged to actually go away and really think hard about um, being prepared for those conversations before those conversations ha happen, um, because that it will come. Uh, but I was reflecting on, I was going, oh God, that, this is really huge, like how do, I, how do I respond to this? And I was led to a scripture, and this might be really helpful for you today in a context where you may be challenged um, with the, to hold on to the faith that you have in your context. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says this, But you, that's you, are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his light. You're called to declare the kingdom of God. In your life. That's your calling. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you, as foreigners and exiles, in other words, those people on the outside of society at times, and in some situations we are, to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives amongst the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, and that will happen, they may, not, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Submit yourselves 
for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to command, commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. And here was my big insight from this, is that the kingdom of God is good. Right? Are you with me? Just, just think about that. You know, when, you know, some, because sometimes that, that's challenged. And, and people would kind of look at what we do and go, hey, what you're doing is bad for people. And you go, hang on a minute. We're bringing healing. We're bringing hope. We're bringing freedom. We're loving people. We're bringing Christ, who is the epitome of good, to our community. How is that bad? And yet we're accused of, and we, you will be, we are coming into a time where we will be accused that that is bad. But know this, that as we persevere in doing good, in bringing the kingdom, it will silence our critics and people will come to faith. God is with us. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Get this, so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. This, I just, God just gave me a huge insight into this. Most often I've looked at the scripture and I've looked at the first part of it. Just leave it on the screen for a, for a few minutes. Um, the first part of the scripture talks about us being God's masterpiece. And we are, and we're encouraged by that. That, hey, we're chosen by God. Oh, that's so cool. But what are we chosen to do? We're chosen to bring his kingdom. We're chosen to do good in our community. Now get this. This, this, this will blow your mind. Well, it blew my mind when I really thought about it this week. Is that God, before you were born, before your parents were born, before your grandparents were born, before the world was created, God looked down through time and knew that Tim Wang would be uh, teaching here at Hillview School and ministering to students this week and went, I'm going to line this up. I'm going to make this work. He's going to bring my kingdom this week to these people. Do, do you see that? Isn't that cool? Like when I came back from Wellington the next day, uh, Kerry and Nikki rang me to deliver some um, food parcels out into our community here in St Martin. So I went out and I went to these places with this knowledge that God had lined this up already. Do you get that? God is sovereign. That's what this verse says. It says that God planned these good things for you to do, for you and I to do way beforehand. So the good that you're going to do, the kingdom of God that you're going to bring to people this week, God's already there. He's already working in people's hearts. He's already lined this all up. All you need to do is listen and obey and he'll do it. And they ought to fill us with this confidence, this confidence that God is already ahead of us. God is working in us. God is working around us. And it also relaxes me a bit. I used to sort of stress out about this and go, oh, God, you know, do you want me to do this this week or this this week? He's already got it sorted. He's sovereign. He's in control of this process. So I can relax. I will meet the people that I'm meant to meet this week. 
And I won't meet the people that I don't need to meet. I just need to be open and listening to his Holy Spirit and bring the kingdom of God to the world around me. And God will be there. God will be working. God will be doing stuff. And it will be a good work in people's lives. I get this privilege of bringing the goodness of God to the world around me. And you get that privilege as well. Every day of your life, you get the privilege of bringing the goodness of God to the world around you. And God had all that worked out way before you were even born. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty awesome. Now, let's just keep going with that thought and take it one step further. If that is true individually... And, and it is, I hope I've convinced you of that, then that must be true of us as a church, right? He knew that you would be part of St. Martin C3 in 2021. As you you kind of go, oh yeah, I can, I can get my head around. You're, as I said before, you're not here by accident. You're not part of the community group that you're part, you're, the connect group that you're a part of by accident. You, you haven't got the friendships and the relationships and the connections here by accident. God has orchestrated that. And so now the question is, okay, if God has orchestrated that and he wants to bring his kingdom through us, then how do we as together, as, as, a, as a group, as a church, how do we go about reaching the community around us? Because surely God's orchestrated that as well. Surely God's looked down through time and he sees the needs here in our St. Martin's community. He sees the needs in Christchurch. He looks at the giftings that he's placed in this room today. And he's going, I'm going to bring this all together. And, and that's kind of how I see it now. I see it um, kind of like, if, if you can, I should have made a PowerPoint of this, but you can imagine in your mind, you know, the sort of three concentric circles. And one of them is God's purpose, his kingdom, the good that he always wants to do. Another part of it is, another circle is the giftings that he's placed on our lives or the, or the passion that he's, that he's placed in us. And there are certain things that God has put on your heart and certain things that you can do better than other people can do. And that's another circle. And those, those two will overlap. The, the gifts that he's given you and the passions that he's given you are going to overlap with the kingdom of God and bringing the goodness of the kingdom of God to the world around us. And then there's the needs in our community. And it may be, you know, you've got a heart for kids in our community or you've got a heart for seniors in our community or you've got a heart to reach out to those who are, are, are struggling with mental illness in our community or whatever it is. And at that intersection of those three things, the, the community needs and what he's put on our heart and his kingdom purposes is, is he's going, do that. Just do that. Just start on the journey of what that looks like. I'll tell you about a couple of conversations I've had with people recently that of what it might look like in a year or two from now. I uh, just had an interesting couple of conversations with a guy called Gareth Davies. Um, and uh, Gareth is part of our church. He runs a youth centre down in Sumner. And he's just saying, hey, Warren, we could, this is really successful in Sumner and we're, we're reaching young people in Sumner. It's awesome. But we could do this in St. Martin's. And I'm like going, we could. We could do that in St. Martin's. Yes, we run great youth groups here. And if you don't know about our youth groups, 
talk to Jonty or I afterwards. We'll tell you about our youth groups. But, um, and that's for our church kids on the whole, although a whole lot of other kids come along as well. But I think we could do more reaching young people in our communities, right? Well, what does that look like? Could we do that? And I think, yeah, yeah, we could do that. I, it intrigues me that just in, the, in the, this, this year that several people in our community, not in talking with each other about it all, have gone and started studying counselling. And I'm going, hmm, that's interesting. And I think, hey, maybe there's a, there's a place for when these guys graduate that we can provide a counselling service for those in our community. I think that would be fantastic. And through those conversations, maybe they, they connect with our church more, or at least come into the transformation that, that the goodness of God and the kingdom of God in their lives. It's just a couple of ideas that are just floating around. There is God is doing stuff through this community. And I'm excited as we continue to pray and we continue to listen as to what that mission expression looks like for us. Like, like don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that um, we've got this special inroad as a church on the, on the kingdom of God. We pray that every church, every person that declares the name of Jesus in our city is living for the kingdom of God and, and absolutely doing great work around our city. And we ought to support them in that. But what is God calling us to do as a church? What is he calling, what, what is our particular expression of the kingdom of God in this community and in this city? And you can see the power of it as we join together in doing something, amazing things happen. And can I just commend you again for um, uh, giving to that Fiji offering? That is uh, that is just, as John T says, so humbling and so powerful. And uh, again, I see God's hand in this because I was talking to Pastor Michael about this a few weeks ago. And he said, uh, at that point, they thought, oh, yeah, this is just a, a glitch. You know, um, you know, we'll get on top of the, the, this outbreak and we'll get life back to normal. But just for the next few weeks, our, 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 our families and the families in our communities that we're connected to, yeah, they're, they're going hungry, so if you could help us out, that would be great. And my vision for this was that maybe we could do a week. Maybe we could feed those families for two weeks. But as it turns out, we've raised enough money to, to feed them for four weeks is amazing that is absolutely amazing that that here and just just a few of us here in Christchurch New Zealand got together pulled our resources and we're going to feed 40 families for a month that is awesome that is really cool and as it turns out if you've been watching the news they're not getting I was going God that's kind of more over and above what we needed and then I watch the news and I go ah no they're not getting on top of this outbreak very quickly it's going to be weeks and weeks before they do this so that money it was desperately needed see God knew that he had that under control he had it all sorted uh, Paul and I were meant to talk to Pastor Michael a few weeks ago and line this all up. And I think it is so cool when you just listen and obey. Connect with each other. Hear from God together. And we just start doing good. And now that we'll get some pushback on that in our community. That's okay. And some people will respond really positively and they'll come to faith and they'll grow and we'll celebrate that together. Other times there will be challenges to that. Yes, we've got to be ready for the challenge and we've got to be ready for the celebration. 
Amen? You might be here today and you're going, hey, all this talk about God doing a good work in your life, that's cool, but I, I don't know about that. I haven't seen that transformation. Can I encourage you today that we are a community of people who worship Christ because he's transformed our lives and he can transform your life as well. In Ephesians 2.10, the, the scripture we looked at before, just before that scripture, here's verses 8 and 9. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says this, For it is by grace, it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith, and this is not of yourself, it is a gift from God, not by works so that anyone can boast. Just reflect on that scripture again. See, it's not about you doing it. If you're here today and you don't know Christ, you don't have a relationship with him, what I don't want you to hear is, oh, we've got to work hard to do all this good in the community. This is a preacher beating us up about how we're not doing enough and we've got to do more. No, 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 I'm not, doing, I'm not saying that. We, we do good in, in the community because we've received grace. Because God has been so good to us. Because God has done a transforming work in our lives, we want to extend that grace to others. We want to do good to the world around us. But if, if you're not motivated by that, then, then don't do the good out there. Let God do the good in here first. And it starts with a grace. It starts by simply receiving what Christ has done for you. Christ died on a cross for you. The sin that you do, the rebellion that you have against God and living your way, turn from that life and follow Christ. Repent of your sin and make a choice to commit your whole life to Christ. When you do that, when you pray a prayer like that, Christ comes. Christ comes and fills you with his spirit. He empowers you to live this life. He transforms every part of who you are. And you'll have a grace and you'll have a goodness, you'll have a blessing on your life that you're able to share with the wider community around you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.